I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome. The African National Congress Executive Council says it will back South African President Cyril Ramaphosa against an impeachment inquiry. But the corruption allegations against Ramaphosa is not good news for the country's ruling party. Here to walk us through what's happening and what comes next is Rain's sub-Saharan Africa analyst, Clara Brackbill. Clara, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Would you please start with the allegations against Ramaphosa? Yes, definitely. So uh, these allegations date back to June 2022, when former South African spy chief Arthur Fraser had alleged that a close aide of Ramaphosa brought large sums of U.S. dollars from across Africa and the Middle East to the president's Johannesburg residence, um, and then took that money to his game farm um, in the northern Limpopo province. And uh, Fraser claimed that robbers then stole between four and eight million dollars from the farm, which um, he alleges Ramaphosa never reported, um, but had political allies investigate. Ramaphosa has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing, um, but he did admit that about five hundred and eighty thousand dollars was stolen from his farm in. February of 2020, which he says uh, was a result of the sale of about 20 buffaloes to a Sudanese businessman. So um, amidst all of this, there are questions about one, where Ramaphosa acquired the money, two, whether he declared the money, and then three, whether or not he abused his position of power um, in any alleged cover-up. Um, So then following those revelations, um, a parliamentary advisory panel began its investigation into the alleged robbery and cover up um, in August when uh, the Speaker of the National Assembly appointed a panel of two retired judges and a lawyer to determine whether or not there was evidence to support a case for impeachment. Um, Then, most recently, the Parliamentary Advisory Panel released findings um, that recommended an impeachment inquiry on December 1st, which then led to widespread speculation that Ramaphosa would resign. Uh, But then on December 5th, uh, the ANC Executive Committee then told party members to reject that advisory panel's findings um, at an upcoming parliamentary vote. So that parliamentary vote was originally scheduled for December 6th, but the ANC then postponed the vote until December 13th, which, um, as it so happens, is just three days before the party is set to begin its national conference where members will elect the next ANC president, um, a position that's also currently held by Ramaphosa. So, Clara, why is the ANC Executive Council continuing to back the president despite the advisory panel's recommendations? Well, first, it's important to note that it was the Executive Council that announced its intention to reject the advisory panel's findings, um, not the party as a whole, as you rightly alluded to in your question. Um 
and and this executive council is dominated by Ramaphosa supporters. But within the ANC, um, there's a rival faction known as the Radical Economic Transformation Faction, um, and this this tends to be uh, you know more pro Zuma, the the former president of South Africa, and also um, errs on the side of more populist policies. That uh, this faction within the ANC has advocated for impeachment proceedings. So there's a lot of discord within the party. However, Ramaphosa's supporters um, continue to make up the majority of the party, overpowering his um, opponents. So this means that uh, the the RET, the Radical Economic Transformation Faction, is unlikely to have sufficient votes, um, even if it bands together with external opposition parties in that December 13th parliamentary vote. Um, now, why <laughs> we get to the the reason behind the executive committee is continuing to support Ramaphosa is um, the lack of viable alternatives uh, within the party. Despite the the massive harm done to Ramaphosa's reputation by these corruption allegations, Ramaphosa himself remains more popular than the party, which means that the president still offers the ANC the best chance at re-election in the 2024 general elections. Um, and with that in mind, it's, it's also important to note that Ramaphosa leads um, the next closest candidate uh, in terms of this, this ANC convention by over a thousand votes out of uh, about 3,500. So, um, you know, a- as such, Ramaphosa still looks like he has a good chance of winning the ANC top spot um, and, and maintaining his, his position. So let's talk about these allegations and what they mean for the party moving forward. Will the ANC be able to govern? I know it has several other issues that it's dealing with domestically. Yes, you are quite right. Um, In the past, uh, the winner of the ANC conference has had a leg up for the next round of presidential elections, which in this case are in 2024. Um, But before that happens in the meantime, um, even if Ramaphosa is able to hold on to the presidency of both the ANC and the country, these corruption allegations um, have already and will continue to weaken the ANC as a whole. Um, And then the pro-Ramaphosa, more pro-business-leaning faction um, in particular. So we already have declining national support for the ANC. Um, Opposition parties like the Economic Freedom Fighters and the Democratic Alliance um, have pledged to rally around calls for the president to step down and push for additional legal proceedings um, and as well hold uh, public demonstrations against the president and the party, um, which have the potential to incite isolated instances of unrest, um, in addition to just creating uh, even more discontent within South Africa. Um, But then in addition to that, and and perhaps equally, if not more important than that, um, the allegations are also worsening these party divisions between the factions or within the ANC um, that will even make even worse uh, the the sort of hindrance um, in terms of the passage of structural reforms uh, that Ramaphosa has been trying to pass since he took office. These reforms um, range from the banking sector to uh, the state-owned power company, ESCOM, to labor reform, um, to service delivery reform. Um, and as you noted in your question, um, you know, reform is is uh, necessary for South Africa, for, for these to improve in South Africa. Um, so, but these corruption allegations make it even less likely uh, that such reforms will 
pass. So um, as we look, you know, to 2024 and beyond, um, Ramaphosa's, if not downfall, but sort of fall from grace as the anti-corruption president will, it looks like, deepen the political crisis within the ANC and also increase the likelihood that the party, uh, which has ruled South Africa since 1994, um, fractures over the medium to long term. Wow, a lot to think about there, Clara. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Clara Brackbill is Rain's Sub-Saharan Africa analyst. You can find her work in Rain Worldview, our geopolitical intelligence solution for professionals, and in our consumer publication. Are you ready to put intelligence to work for your organization? Sign up at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. And before I thank you for listening, I'm going to ask you a favor. You know you like this podcast. It's a great daily dose of geopolitical insight on major events. Tell your friends about it. Thanks. Until next time. Mm-hmm.